I'm not pulling out of my driveway. We all know what that means. It's time for another Drive to Work Coronavirus Edition. So I've been using my time at home to talk to people, past and present, about making magic sets. So today I have Randy Bueller, and we're going to talk about the making of the set Odyssey. Hey, Randy. Hello. So uh, this is way, Odyssey's long, long ago. So uh, let's talk. So was Odyssey your first lead, I think? Uh, it was a little weird. I, it was my first um, big set lead. Okay. I, I had, I was like a co-lead on Plane Shift, and I'm pretty sure I led Apocalypse. Okay. Like I got I got pretty quickly up into like the dev team. Like I was representing the dev team after the rest of Wizards for the invasion block. So first big set lead. Okay, so what is your earliest memory of Odyssey? Uh I mean for me it's a graveyard set. That was the pitch, right? I, I honestly it's you. And I remember you I, I don't know if we had this conversation at the Pro Tour where you got the inspiration. I think we actually did, where like my my first memory of Odyssey is you in a feature match area at a pro tour watching a player pick up their graveyard and thumb through it, right? And then the, you know the way you're pitching the the set to me is very much what if there was a card in there that mattered? What if what if there was a spell they could cast out of the graveyard, right? And it was it was you pitching flashback. That's my first memory. Okay, um, yeah. One of the things that's interesting is the, the the year before was Invasion Block, and Invasion was the first block that kind of had a theme to it before that it, it wasn't so thematic and right. it kind of started the themes and so the first year was multicolor made sense and so i i love graveyard i love graveyard themes i always have right, love right. graveyard themes um and so yeah i pitched a graveyard theme i got whoever bill or whoever had to sign off on it and um yeah and, and then i think what happened was i came in with a, a idea for flashback and then threshold came from richard okay um, yeah, I mean, those are obviously the two big keywords that sort of gave the set that graveyard identity. I didn't, uh, I didn't specifically remember that Threshold was his, but that makes sense. Yeah, oh no, Threshold was definitely Richard. Um, definitely I think Richard loved the idea, I think Richard loved the idea that the game state would change with time, and that there was something that would make it happen, and he came up with the idea, which makes a lot of sense, is graveyard's a great marker of time that you have yeah. some control over, so... Yeah, and then I wasn't on the design team, right? I was the developer that you guys were handing it to. Uh, I remember, I think it was when it came in from design, the threshold for threshold was 10, right? Not seven. And it was, or I don't remember exactly when this changed, but I definitely remember there was a version of threshold that was sort of bigger effects, but took longer to get to, right? Uh, and 10 was your target instead of seven. I think if I remember correctly, originally we had tried multiple thresholds, and then, oh, okay. and then it was like, it was just too much. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like, that's chaos. Right. And uh, so I think chaos. we, I think we had tried a couple different ones and then we decided it was crazy to have more than one and we might've turned in 10, but I, I think we played like, it was something like seven and 10 and 13 or something. Yeah, and then right. we consolidated. And then I, right. I think we decided that the seven, you, you, you and the developers decided the seven was cleaner than the 10. Um, yeah, well, right. So that makes sense that in design, I don't think I ever played a version where there were multiple threshold numbers working around. I think you guys must have tried that and rejected it during the design process. And I, pretty, I do think it came to me at 10. And a lot of the reason we went from 10 to 7 was uh, we wanted it to be relevant to limited, right? Rather than being this hard to accomplish, big, splashy thing, it felt like uh, if it's going to be a graveyard matter set, you know what? The limited gameplay needs to revolve around the graveyard too. 
And so we wanted Threshold to be a thing that we could put, that we could have matter on a bunch of commons. And uh, we just needed the number to be smaller in order to have it be achievable. And it didn't mean we had to tone down some of the some of the rewards, but it did set up such that you know you weren't going to get there every game limited, but it was it wasn't going to be it was going to be you know half the time, forty percent of the time. Like if you worked for it and drafted your deck around it, you were going to get there. It was kind of where we wanted it to be. Yeah, no, threshold was definitely something that. Uh... Took a, it's one of those ideas that's a really cool idea that a lot of people don't realize this. When you when you do something you've never done before, that there's no like precursor to look at, there's no precedent to sort of wait against, it's really, really hard because you're like, I've I have no idea how this works. And I and the right. threshold was a lot like that. Um All right, and this is still a point where we're gonna to know how block themes work. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like having a theme but multicolored sort of does it designs itself. Right, you get to do big, cool, splashy things, but you don't have to put words on the text box to do it. Uh, so this was pretty innovative. Like in a lot of ways, it was blazing new territory. I thought. So let's let's talk a little bit um, about flashback. Um, sure. So I mean, basically, the idea I had was spells you could cast twice. So um, we'd had buyback um, in Tempest, and that was sort of spells you could keep recasting. Um, yeah. And obviously, buyback has some issues, um, and so people really like buyback. And so I think flashback. Um, it's interesting you mentioned the, the the pro tour because I think the origin of flashback in my mind was I would I, I was the head judge of the feature match area, and so yeah. I would watch people play feature matches all the time. And sometimes I'd be watching a match where like it was just lopsided, where it was like one person was clearly winning. And to entertain myself, I would think of things I, like handicaps I could give to one player, you know. And uh-huh. and so I would like, if this were true, what could the other player do? I would just sort of entertain myself. And uh-huh. one of my favorites was, well, what if the other one player, the guy behind, could cast stuff out of his graveyard? How would that change things? Um, nice. And that really inspired me because buyback was so popular. Like, players clearly like casting spells more than once. And so the idea was, okay, well, what if you could cast them twice? You know, once from your hand and once from your graveyard. Um, right, which, which solves the real problem with buyback being that you just get these repeated game states. Yes. Right? The game kind of stagnates where one person is just doing the same thing over and over again. The other person doesn't have a way to get out from under it. So, yeah, it, it does solve that elegantly while still giving you that that feeling of being able to do the thing multiple times. So yeah, it's a good mechanic. What is your memory of grappling? Because, I mean, one of the – once again, it's something we hadn't done before. So, like, I think flashback costs are a lot more expensive than you think they'd be from, like – that was our memory of it, as we kept making it more expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was tricky. Um, like you said, it's a thing that hadn't really been done before, so how are you going to do it? I, I was reasonably... Flashback felt like it landed in a decent place. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's gone off to be... I mean, I think cycling and flashback are... Um, and maybe kicker. I mean, the three mechanics that like we've done the most times that just keep yeah. coming back. Um those really are sort of the trifecta of just like early mechanics that just nailed it, and just of course we'll, we'll keep doing them. Right. Um, yeah, my issue. We asked me about the uh, costing of things. My regrets are all around the Psychotog, and uh, in particular, the thing that bugs me about Psychotog is how much it overshadowed Shadow Mage Infiltrator, Finkel's Invitational card. Well, let's let's talk real quickly because this this is a, a funny story. So, one of the things that happened was I handed over a um, graveyard set to you 
And you asked me for a couple things, one of which was you asked me for a cycle of atogs. Do you remember this? It makes sense. I don't have a specific memory of it, but I mean, Lurgoyf is a Graveyard Matters card that had a lot of love at the time. So yeah, so why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you expand on on? Sorry, the Lurgoyf, not the Atogs. Yeah, I we Atogs because it was ways to sack stuff to get stuff into the graveyard. Right. So what happened was I had made a Lurgoyf cycle that was already in the set, yeah, and yeah, you yeah, had right. asked for an Atog cycle. You wanted a, a multicolor. I try to remember why you wanted it. You wanted a two-color Atog cycle. But we decided to splash multicolor, right? We decided yeah. we wanted just a light touch. We didn't want it to be a multicolor set, but we didn't want to go from invasion down to zero. Uh, in particular, you know, some of that was probably early thinking about uh, constructed, right? We're still learning how to have blocks that would play well in constructed where sort of themes could go from block to block. So we didn't want to cut the multicolor spigot down to zero. And Atog's set up where, I mean, whatever, it's a cool thing that people liked, but it's also a way to put stuff in the graveyard. So it doesn't say it's a graveyard matters mechanic, but it actually kind of is. I think that was my logic. Yes. And I remember you you asked me and then I came back. I I liked the idea that the way that multicolor worked is they had two abilities essentially and then you could, they, and they were made so they'd be interconnected. So it allowed you to do things. Obviously, blue and black were probably the most synergistic as, as when the dust settled. Yeah, I mean, on the one hand, I don't think there's anything wrong with the design. Like the flaws of Psychotog are on the development side, not the design side. Um, some of that I think is Torment's fault. Like I don't remember thinking a lot about madness when we were doing Odyssey. Like I don't have specific memories about you know how much we knew about what was coming in Torment in terms of madness. But, like, the thing that pushed Psychotog over the top, I mean, I think it's probably a little too aggressive even without madness, but, like, once that discard a card ability can trigger madness spells, now you're suddenly in best deck in constructive land. So so madness uh, was in the next set. Um, yeah. And at the well, time, we, we were in the very early blocks, like, block planning back then. Yeah. So it... it I, we didn't know Madness was coming. Like when we were making, I mean, clearly before Odyssey finished, uh, the next set had started. Torment had started, um, yeah. but so you we, didn't know Madness was coming. I don't. I don't know if I did. Like it was probably in a design file at the time when I'm developing Odyssey. But yeah, block planning isn't a word we talked a lot about. Right, we were just sort of working out the mechanics of block themes at all. Like, oh, let's make graveyard matters. And so for me, Odyssey specifically was very much how do we make graveyard matter, and a lot of it was around that experience. Not so much. I, I mean, it's probably not even fair to blame Madness for for Psychotog. Um, but whatever, that's like my biggest regret. And it's, it isn't even Psychotog so much as, like I said, the fact that here's this one blue-black uncommon. Like, that's like part of how you know we weren't, we didn't think it was the best card in the set. It's freaking <laughs> uncommon. There's a one blue-black rare in the same sets. And it's got John Finkel's face on it. And yeah, I think Shadow Mage Infiltrator would have been relevant to that constructed if it wasn't just totally pushed out by the fact that Psychotog was better. Oh, what, just because of the Atog story. The other funny thing about the Atog Sorry, was yeah. um, I had made a Togatog for Unglue 2, and sure. Unglue 2 got shelved and never made, but I had the art. We we'd commissioned the art for it. So I came to you and said, can we put Atog in the set? I have the art. You have the, you have the, we already have the art. Um, and so uh, you said yes, so... Yeah, no, that was great. Okay, so um, one other request. This is, this is a quirky, fun request. Something else I put in the set at your request. Uh, do you remember the dog cycle? Uh, I mean, Wild Mongrels, obviously. Yeah, Wild Mongrels is the green one. Wild oh, right. Mongrels is the, the best of them. 
Yeah, I, there were there were not very many dogs in Magic before that, right? Yes, there, there were not. And you asked me to make a cycle of dogs, which I did. So there's a dog in every color. Um, while Mongrel being the, the real good one, the one that people remember. Yeah. Um, but do you, remember, do, you, do you remember why? I mean, I know that... I, I don't have a specific memory of that request. No, it's been a while. I do know that, like, in my Magic past, Eric Lauer who is not at Wizards at this point in time, right? Eric yeah, Lauer not, not there yet. A teammate of mine when I was playing professionally, you know, in the, in the late 90s, so, you know, a couple years back, just randomly loves dogs and would randomly point at dog cards. And I, I don't know, was I, was it an actual connection to Eric? Yes, or? you, you okay. asked me for Eric to make a cycle for of dogs, Eric. and I did, so. Awesome. Um, yeah, no, I, uh, it's funny, I still have a deck box, like the, the like, 800-count white, collector box that you carry decks around to events and you know we play test i have one where it's just like every dog that had been printed before 1999 just like in sleeves and tapes to it and that was like these are the decks eric was carrying around and messing with while we were play testing demand demand like dogs okay yeah, so that's cool okay so let's talk so one of the things about odyssey was like when i i'm introspective and i look back at you know as a designer um one of the things that drove me was uh, and I don't think this necessarily was a good impulse, but it drove me, was I really liked the idea of taking some known accepted thing of magic and turning it mm -hmm. on its ear. Yep. And Odyssey really started for me messing with card advantage. Sure. Um, so do you want to talk? I'm, I'm curious a little bit about like developing. Like It's a very quirky set. Like the Odyssey is really spiky. It's one of the more spiky blocks we've ever made in that it was very much about resource management and, you know, like it, it is things that spikes tend to really enjoy. Um, what I'm sort of curious what, from your standpoint of making it, how much of that, how spiky were we trying to make it? Um, I think we were trying to make it graveyard matters. And then I do think that like we took threshold into a spikier place when we decided we wanted to make it matter for limited. And so like, I look back on the set, I do think it's a little spiky. I feel like it's not the splashiest set we did. Um, and so, like, there's a large swath of the audience that wasn't turned on by it. But there's a chunk of the audience, you know, a sizable chunk, I don't know if it's a majority of it, but a sizable chunk that just loved it, right? Because you got to, you know, eke out incremental advantage and figure out, oh, you know, I'm going to lose card advantage, but I'm going to get this card to the graveyard, and that's going to turn on threshold and make all these other cards exciting, and, you know, oh, and I've got this flashback thing. So it, I mean, that element being there in the design certainly carried through. I, w I wasn't trying to develop it explicitly as a spiky set. I was trying to develop it as a graveyard matter set. But I think that to make the graveyard matter is kind of inherently spiky. Yeah, so for example, there's a card called Patrol Hound, uh, one and a white for two, two, and you can discard a card from your hand, doesn't require any mana, um, and it gains first rectal end of turn. Yeah. And like that card is really interesting in that it was a really powerful card, and you didn't care about the first strike most of the time. Like, that's extraneous that it, it gave it first strike. It just was this way for no mana to get cards from your hand to the graveyard. Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, it, it like you say, you take this thing that people think they understand and turn it on its head. I'm going to throw card advantage away because the game's going to give me this other thing that I'm actually, that's actually more important than card advantage. It definitely uh, accomplished that thing you set out to do. Yeah, and I, like I said, I... I I've not, I've since learned, you know, over the years that um, the reason to sort of 
upend the Apple cart is not just to upend the Apple cart. Like that, that's not, that's not a great reason to design something. Um, that is okay if you, like, I don't mind going outside the box if it serves some larger purpose, but I always felt like I, I kind of went outside the box to go outside the box, like just to prove that I could make something that, that, I don't know. I, part of me really admires the craftsmanship of, of Odyssey, but I always wonder if I like, was I making something I wasn't supposed to make? I, I don't know. Yeah, no, I I understand that completely because it it feels like from a development side it was like okay well this is the design intent now let's make the best version of this that we can and we wound up with a thing that's somewhat polarizing in terms of who it appealed to right was it the most popular set was probably less popular than the block before or the block after so did we does that mean we messed up or does that mean well we wanted to do graveyard we were going to do graveyard matters at some point and you know. It was going to look something like this. I don't know. I mean, if we had this to do over again, I guess we could have found a splashier way to do it that was maybe a little bit less fiddly. I mean, it's, the one thing I will say is um, if you're the kind of player that enjoys, you know, the right. resource management stuff, it's it's insanely fun. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I get requests all the time from players like, can we do another Odyssey? Because it's right. if you enjoy it, it's really, really fun. Um, but it's very... Yeah, it's like, I don't know what the percentages are, but like in my head, it's like a third of the audience loved the set. Do you do it? Do you, is that is that enough? <laughs> like, you can't make every set for everybody, but I don't know if a third of the audience loving the set is enough. Well, I mean, it, it's interesting. If you look forward in Magic, like, I think something like Innistrad does a better job of giving you a graveyard set while giving other things for other players right. so that, like, hey, if I don't care about graveyard, I make my zombie deck or whatever, and then I'm, I'm happy, and it thematically all ties together. Like... Uh, Agreed. But a lot of that is building on what we learned from Odyssey, right? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, the other thing is, it's very easy to look at the Model T versus, you know, cars of today. <laughs> like they just make a Corvette? Corvette yeah, I mean, <laughs> on some level, had I not learned this lesson in this set, you know what I'm saying, this right. this was the set where I learned the lesson. And I, re- I mean, it's funny. I really like from a my, my, my Mel game designer sort of just like making things that all click together. There's a, yeah. there's a synergy to the set that's really right. a thing of beauty that I, I, I really enjoy. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I, I'm, I'm proud of the job the development side did of sort of giving life to this vision of what we could do in this space. We learned a lot from it. A chunk of the audience loved it. Yeah, it was probably too spiky or you know too many of the mechanics were spiky. We didn't have enough for the people that didn't love the resource, the weirdo card advantage resource manipulation stuff. But it well, it's interesting. I, that, doesn't, that doesn't, like I said, that doesn't make it wrong. Like at the time, knowing what we knew and on the trajectory the game was on, you know, we're still working out what thematic blocks look like. At some level, we're still stabilizing the game from the chaos of the saga block too, right? That is true. Like, <laughs> the power level of magic is swinging wildly in the late '90s. You go from, you know, Tempest, which was Arguably too fast, although in retrospect, it's probably the speed the game wound up at 20 years later. But then Saga is combo broken. Mercadian Masks is sort of bland and uninteresting to most of the audience. So great, Invasion, multicolor works. Now, okay, can we actually stabilize at that power level and that level of interest and, uh, you know, set the game up to keep going for 20 years? And, you know, in my head, that sort of Invasion, Odyssey, Onslaught, that run of three years... Uh, I'm super proud of the way it did do that, right? The chaos of the 90s gets left behind. We're not banning cards, but we are printing interesting cards. There's people are building cool decks and doing stuff. And I just, I enjoyed that room of magic. And yeah, it's, yeah, Odyssey contributed to that goal is, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, when I talk, I, I, I talk about the ages of magic and the, the first age is sort of alpha 
And then Mirage, to me, is the second age. It introduces, like, the concept of blocks and stuff. And then Invasion is the third age, because, like, the idea of themes, the idea of, you know, it's, it's about something. And, yeah, I mean, I, once again, I mean, it's really important when you look at the history of magic. If we hadn't done thing A, we wouldn't have built thing B on top of it. Like, you, you yeah, don't get yeah. to later without doing it before. And yeah. Odyssey is very, like, I probably learned more lessons from making Odyssey than any set. I think Odyssey was a very important, like, learn from it sort of set. Um, and I, that's, to me, when I look, when I think of all the sets, Odyssey, to me, like, when I think of it as, like, being my kids, it's kind of like my problem kid that has some issues, but, like, you know, <laughs> I was like, what? How do I parent that a little differently next time, you know, that, that, uh, sure. I, I, my later kids get raised a little differently because I had that kid. That, that's kind of the, uh, how I think of Odyssey. Um, I like that analogy. <laughs> um, so is there anything... What 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 are your favorite members of Odyssey? Like what what when you think about Odyssey, what are what comes to mind for you? Um, I mean, I thought the Madness decks were I, were in a really good spot for constructed. I mean, some of that is like my job being on the developer side was a lot of it was can we get constructed magic to be you know like I said stable and interesting and. I thought it's not just Odyssey itself, but more Odyssey plus the rest of the block. Like when Madness came in, I did like those decks in Constructed. Especially the Wild Mongrel, Rootwella, Bask and Rootwella versions of it were super cool. And it was like this uh, viable standard Constructed deck that was accessible to new players. It sort of it had a beat down to it, but then you had control decks. Eh, maybe the control decks were too good. It's funny. Like for me, Odyssey is. I mean, my memories of my memories of Magic and the things I look at, it's hard to single out Odyssey specifically so much as like there's this trajectory that goes through those those three years, right? Invasion, Odyssey, Onslaught of let's make the big creatures bigger, let's make the answer cards worse, let's try to pare down blue. Like we got rid of Counterspell, we got rid of Source to Plowshares, we started putting in giant creatures, you know, the, the, the Rifts and Spirit Mongers of the world, and so. I liked where Odyssey landed from from that point of view, from sort of getting the tempo of magic to a place that it could be stable and that uh, sustainable. Sustainable is really the word I'm looking for, I think. Yeah, it, it's interesting that the... One of the things... The reason you were brought on originally was a lot of Magic's early R&D people were not really developers. Right. I mean, we're not... We, we were good at... Here's crazy ideas, but we weren't really good at fine-tuning it and making it viable in a tournament. Obviously, Urza Saga was us at our worst um and that the reason you were brought on and other people you know following you was to get this sort of you know a pro tour sensibility of of people that could really shape it and, and I, I do i agree with you i think invasion odyssey onslaught that sort of era was really a magic kind of being really developed for the first time in some way you know in, in a serious yeah. way mm-hmm. um yeah i mean that like i said that's that when i look back at that era that's the thing that's the most memorable to me it's the thing that I'm the most proud of. Everybody's the hero of their own narrative, I suppose. Uh, in terms of card, specific card anecdotes, like it's weird. It's like one of those things where you don't remember the wins. It feels almost like you talk to professional poker players and they think this way, right? Where you remember the bad beats. Like, I just, like, Psychotog and Shadow Mage Infiltrator. How did I get that so wrong? How did I do Finkel so dirty? That's, uh, that's the one. That I keep coming back to that. Like, it's so obviously wrong. Well, uh, I mean, it's a yeah. subtle thing. It's not that big a deal. Like Psychotog was a cool card. Nobody, Shadow Mage Infiltrator didn't have to be, you know, Dark Confidant or 
Snapcaster Mage. The world is fine. It's just, it's just such a clear mistake from a pure development point of view to have the uncommon accidentally overshadow the rare like that, a rare that we were trying to have put in, a, in an exciting spot. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. It's so easy. One of the things about design is how, I mean, this is true, I think, of any creative endeavor, how when you look back at old things you've done, you're, you're like, with all the knowledge I have now, I would have done that better. But like, you know, right. yeah. but had I not learned it then, had I not, you know, like, it's funny, like Odyssey, when I think of myself as a designer, I think Odyssey was like a really, really important part of my growth as a designer because I was trying mm -hmm. some things and not all of them worked out, but like, I wouldn't have learned that had I not tried it. And so there, Odyssey to me is, is a very growth, a growth set, a, a learning no, I, set. I think I learned a lot as well. I mean, I think Onslaught is probably the best, the set, the single set I'm most proud of from a like lead developer point of view. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure Onslaught was only as good as it was because I sort of went through Odyssey and saw, and then got to watch it play out and see how, yeah, this stuff kind of worked, but only for this chunk of the audience and got it sort of, yeah, so, I feel I feel very similar. Do you remember the card Finkel actually submitted, by the way? Uh, yeah, it, it, it was a Wrath that was un uncomfortable, I think. It's No, it's so it's Wrath of Lechnev. Right. So first of all, it's Lechnev is Finkel backwards. So he's cast himself in the role of God and is attempting <laughs> to write himself into Magic's continuity. Uh, so kind of props to him for the attempt. Didn't work, but a valiant attempt. So it was uh, one white, white, blue, one... UWW. So it's Wrath of God's four mana, but he added a blue so that after the Wrath resolves, you get to untap four lands. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's free Wrath of God is <laughs> what he wanted to do. Because clearly, after you Wrath, you want to be able to, you know, counter their next threat, right? Yeah. Totally, totally reasonable and fair magic card. Yeah, what will often happen with the invitational cards is they would design something and then we we'd go back and work with them and that was the card that we think we could make work. So he, he did design the the card that uh Oh yeah, yeah. I, we said no to Wrath of Lechnet. Yeah. And uh, he came back with Shadow Mage Infiltrator. Interestingly, he came back with Shadow Mage Infiltrator exactly as we printed it. Like yes. one U B with exactly that text. And I think he regrets it because he's like, clearly I didn't ask for enough. <laughs> like if they didn't have to make it worse, then I didn't ask for enough. That's I think John's take on how we got here. I think John might be the only card where what he designed was to print exactly what he designed. I think everybody else we tweaked a little bit. Yeah. And some some of them we tweaked a lot. But um but yeah, I think as he as he designed it, um it was how, how we printed it. I thought it was good. I thought he nailed it. Yeah, no, I thought I thought it was a very well designed card. Um, so, okay, so here's another interesting little story. Um, what is your memory of the graveyard symbol? Oh, right. Yeah, it was sort of a controversy, uh, an ongoing question, like, do we need to remind people that this exists, right? We're doing this graveyard matter set. Should it, should we facilitate people's ability to, to know this, like, I don't know this exact story or anecdote you're fishing for here. Uh, well, well the, so for the audience that doesn't know what I'm talking about, uh, to the left of the name on Odyssey cards, if you had an ability that worked in the graveyard, you know, flashback or something that actively worked, we put a little tombstone to the left of your name. Um, so the idea is your graveyard is sort of fanned out anyway. You can just glance and see how many tombstones you have. Those are the ones you should read to make sure, to see what's going on. It probably has an ability that's relevant. You're right, and I think the idea was part of making a graveyard set was we were making you care about something that we've made you care about in tiny doses before, but never in the volume that this set. Like, yeah, there, in, in a normal magic set, maybe there's one or two cards. You know, there's some creature that can get itself out of the graveyard or something. But 
There's not a lot of cards that work in the graveyard. And all of a sudden, we're making a set where, hey, a lot of the cards work in the graveyard. We have a whole mechanic that works in the graveyard. Um, and I, I think we felt we wanted to signify that. Yeah. Um, so the interesting, uh, real quickly, the reason it didn't continue, the plan was, for all of Magic, we were going to do that. That was the right. plan when we made this. But then we changed over to the new card frames um, it, with 8th edition, and it didn't fit. And so we had we ended up making it just an Odyssey block thing because it didn't fit in the new frame. Um, but it was something, I don't know, like, it's fun when I look back at little things where, like, Early magic, we did not mess with the frame a lot. Like nowadays, we're 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 more than happy to mess with the frame. And sure. this is the one of the earliest of us sort of saying, "Hey, maybe there's information. Maybe we want to mess with the frame. Maybe there's information we should be conveying for gameplay purposes." Um, and it was kind of very ahead of its time because. Yeah, I hadn't thought of it that way. You're totally right. It's just a precursor to a lot of the stuff that's going on now. Yeah, so it's one of the things I like from a, sort of a, a, from a magic historical, you know, we look at magic history is yeah. when do we do something that later, like we later would do, but like it's the early version of it. And that's, that to me is a very early version of that. Yeah, totally is. So anyway, any any final thoughts, Randy? I, I, I can see my desk here, so we're I'm almost to work. <laughs> no, I mean, it was... It was a, I thought, a fun time for Magic. A very a set we learned a lot from. A set that I'm proud of, even if it's yeah, it, it's flawed. But its flaws are also part of its charm. It's one of those where it's like you can't really just fix little things and feel a lot better about it. It's uh, when I think it was totally worth what we did. Like we did a good thing there. That's. At the end of the day, even if only a third of the audience loved it, I still thought it was a good set. Yeah, and, and the, a good thing to do. Like, I mean, I think the one thing that's fun for for maybe players that aren't familiar with Odyssey because it's a long time ago, uh, it's a fun set to go back and look at. It really is. Um, it's example, like, like I said, it, it's it's the spikiest set we've probably ever made as far as these blocks. Um, I, I think. I think Here's the other thing I'll say about this. I I think I think this is true. I might have to think more about it, but I believe that at the time Odyssey was released, it was the best set for draft that had ever been released. Oh yeah, I, I, I definitely think that's true. Yeah, I think that, and that was we put a lot of time into that. Like Invasion, I think is level a level up in terms of draft, but like the multicolor stuff, there's not enough multi lands in Invasion. There's too many tappers. Yeah, right. It's got some some significant flaws. I think it's. Multicolor is so much fun that I think people look back on it nostalgically and people are still happy. You know, if you want to do flashback drafts, it's still a set that people will go back to. But I mean, I think at the time Odyssey came out, I think for Limited, that draft environment, I feel like we got that into a really good place. Um, yeah, so I definitely thought that was, yeah, I think that was the best draft. And I definitely know there are, maybe it's biased in that I've talked to pros who are saying that was one of my favorite draft formats of all time. Pros who will like, you know, try to track down Odyssey packs to be able to, to, to go try that experience out again. Um, yeah, it's definitely so. one of the things that if, if, right, if you get your hands on Odyssey packs, like it's, even today, it, it's a very fun thing. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it is not something Magic has done a lot of. We, we haven't sort of, like, 
magic has elements of this, but this really sort of took this quality and went whole hog in a way that we no other set really has done. So it is a lot. Of, if you enjoy this kind of thing, it's it's a super fun set to draft. Yeah, it's both the first environment where we really made something matter that didn't matter before, right? That just isn't a thing that limited environments would do to sort of turn the game on its head and make this stuff matter. But then I also think it wound up in a good place. Like it wound up well-developed in addition to having this innovative design. Yeah, like, I, I think if you go back and play Invasion now, there's nostalgia for it. But, like, you'll just curse the lack of, like, mana-producing lands you need to, 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 to do it correctly. And I, I, I do think Odyssey holds up even now, you know. I mean, like, it's for a certain style of player. But if you're the style of player that really enjoys that, it's a right. super, super fun set. Yeah, that sounds right. Okay, uh, so, guys, I can see my desk. So I all, we all know what that means. It means it's time uh, for me to stop talking about magic and start making magic. So, Randy, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for having me. It was fun. And for everybody else, I will see you next time. Bye-bye.